Welcome to 3 and D, your source for great NBA talk from our spot here in the T Dot. My name is Dave Levitt. That's the D. This week's three. Who are the winners and losers of the trade deadline? What is the next step for some of uh, those players in the buyout market? And finally, where do we go from here, specifically for the Raptors and some of the big contenders? Uh, the roundtable has assembled. Neighbor Brandon, promoter Harrison, and the one and only Dwayne Watson. So please sit back, relax, and let us walk you through the big three stories from around the association. All right, the round table's here. We got the we got the whole crew. We got Brandon, neighbor Brandon. Say Yo, hey. what up? We got Harrison back from a couple weeks of uh, traveling, um, I guess, around your house because it's can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, hi everyone. And the triumphant return, the man, the myth, the legend that is Dwayne. What's Watson. up? What's up? What's up? All right. So, like I said uh, off the top, this is the. Uh, this is the crew that I really wanted to talk about trade deadline with. And I thought we'd jump right in, guys. Um, let's jump in with the winner, your take, winners and losers. And we'll start with uh, we'll start with you, Harrison. Who's the winners and losers of this year's deadline? I'd say the winners this year is probably the Heat. Um, Heat's made a lot of moves that were – they kept the core from what they went through with the finals, but they added a lot of good key pieces. And I think the loser of the trade deadline, I, in my opinion, is Houston. Um, if you look at what they've got for Westbrook and Harden in total, it's it's not really a good um, trade in general for them. So those are my two picks for for teams. Yeah, I I, I mean, and we'll get we'll uh, we'll throw it over to, to guys. Jump, uh, Dwayne, you can jump in on this too. But um, I I think Houston really really dropped the ball all along when you you had Karis Levert and Jared Allen at some point, and you couldn't keep either of those guys. You kept all the depot, and then basically. As soon as he realized what time it was, he was going to force his way to to Miami, and you got, you know, pennies on the dollar. Your thoughts, well, I mean, Wayne? As soon as Houston let Daryl Murray go, I think the organization, from a managerial standpoint, kind of went went down the tubes, and kind of evidence of what you guys said. Um, so yeah, Houston's really got to pick up the pieces right now. I think for me, uh, my winners are the team that didn't actually make a trade at the deadline, and that's the Brooklyn Nets. I think Lamarcus Aldridge is a, a crazy pickup for them. Um, I'm not going to count Blake Griffin because that was before the trade deadline, but I think how this team is being able to stack themselves with, you know, vet minimum contracts is, is a pretty big thing. Um, for losers, anyone named Gary, because everyone in the NBA named Gary got traded on trade deadline. <laughs> but um, but the right. Boston Celtics, I think, you know, they've been sliding for a bit. Um, Ainge has a bunch of assets in terms of draft picks and whatnot. And I think, you know, I just think I'm a little disappointed with the moves that they made to kind of like come out uh, and try and make a move in a really competitive Eastern Conference. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, and jump in, guys, at any time. But like I said, like, I, I agree with you. I think the Celtics, considering that the, all the rumors that were attached to it, I mean, part of that is hype, right? Part of that is you just like, were they, were they going to make a move? And there was all this talk because people got to fill, you know, clickbaits and all those fun things. But like, Basically, it came down to to the Celtics had tw- what that was that exception twenty six twenty eight million dollars exception and they couldn't make it work other than to get Evan Fournier. And again, if you click back to previous episodes, and please do because we always like when you listen to all of our back catalog. But it Evan Fournier is a guy like Brandon. You and I talked yeah. about this. We like Evan Fournier, but I don't like him as the only move. He does. He doesn't push the needle. You know what I mean? Enough in Boston, in my opinion. 
He's not the beast. What about winner, winners and losers, Brandon? Sorry? Winners and losers. What do you So, you know about? what? I, I'm with uh, Dwayne on this one. I think the Brooklyn Nets, the team that really didn't do anything for trade, trade-wise, were the winners here because, you know, none of the other Eastern Conference teams really made a move that would threaten them. And when, you know, they got uh, LMA in um, the buyout, like, how stacked is – like, it's it, – you know what? This is, It's getting kind of ridiculous to me, the super team thing. Like, again, maybe LaMarcus Aldridge is over the hill and Blake Griffin's not who he once was, but still it's – those two guys really, you know, bring that veteran presence, that uh, that ability to defend and score, you know what I mean? So it's it's crazy for them. Um yeah. My, no, no, yeah, my, my one uh, – also another winner, like a singular winner, Aaron Gordon, he's wanted out of um, Orlando for a long time. Like I think longer longer than he's let on. Um, and I think now with the Nuggets, he's on a winning organization. He's in a winning organization now. And he doesn't have to do all the things he did in Orlando. He can be like a scorer, a pure scorer now. <laughs> Yeah, thoughts, guys, about the Aaron Gordon trade? I, I mean, I got. Yeah, I, I like that trade because I feel like Denver, Denver really missed out on resigning a, a Jermaine Grant. Um, although Gordon doesn't really fulfill all the defensive side that Jermaine brings to the table, but he Jeremy. does fulfill that. Or, sorry, Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's a good, it's a decent uh, swap. It'll be exciting to see, but they they do lose out uh, on a couple of their key role players like Gary Harris, but he's been injured the whole time. Although you know, they didn't they get another Gary in in return? So you know, it's just, just one Gary. Trade, yeah, right? I mean, Doing Aaron Gordon. Too. I kind of I used to really like Aaron Gordon, and I feel like Aaron Gordon we see is like what the best we're gonna get out of this guy. And um, I I mean, he's athletic. I mean, like, uh, what's his real game? Because like, obviously, Michael Porter. Jr., I mean, like to me, like Michael Porter Jr. is a better player than Aaron Gordon. So. Can Aaron Gordon come off the bench and do what he needs to do and be effective and and bring more skill sets and just kind of like, you know, attacking the basket? I don't know. I think it's, all, all in all, it is a better move for Denver. It definitely strengthens them. I think um, I got questions more about Aaron Gordon in terms of like personality and and not I'm talking about the stuff with Kyle Lowry, but just like how much does he really want to be like a top level NBA player? I don't. Yeah, I I I had Denver marginally on my winner list because I think ultimately, you know, it grades out that it is an improvement over, you know, what they shipped out. But to your point, there was talk immediately that like that that he and would replace Porter in the starting lineup. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. Why would you take the development of Michael Porter Jr. who's what is this, this is his third year now, I think? Second he's, full year. It's just oh second full year, right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So I don't, I don't get, I don't get the idea that he would replace him. Um, if he's going to be your sixth man, then sure, yeah, let him come in and try and and, and play against second unit guys. I think Aaron Gordon is, is is a good fit for that role. But will Aaron Gordon, in his mindset, be able to play that play that role? And if not, do you replace Paul Millsap in the starting lineup? Do you put him at at the four and and get it because he is shooting forty percent this year. Now it's a bit of an outlier, but it's just shooting forty percent from three this year. So. Is that his new game? Is he like a slasher and a guy who can step outside and keep you honest? Because if that's the case, then, like, you know, that's not bad. Because, again, um, the Joker doesn't need to play inside at all. He can play, you know, basically from the from the, from the the foul line. So he's he's fine at the top. You know what? I think um, I just by Gordon being there, like, his playmaking has improved quite a bit over the years. Like, he was averaging almost a triple-double before he – 
got injured the ankle right earlier this year and like i think he right. could take some of the pressure off of Jokic to you know be a playmaker and set people up Dude, but do we see him doing that? I don't know, I don't know what they're going to do with them, but like, it's proven that he can't do it. But again, this is in Orlando we're talking, so... Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Well, I, I so, think sorry. With Gordon... Think, sorry, sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. With, with Aaron Gordon, I feel like he's coming in to help uh, take alleviate some of the defensive and the bruising down low for Jokic because, like, you don't want Jokic to be dead banging around, picking up rebounds and stuff like that. And then you, you can switch you, you can switch Gordon on, on um, defensive assignments here and there once in a while. So I think a starting five with Jokic, Gordon, um, Barton, Murray, and um, yeah, that's five right there, right? That that's a pretty yeah. good, including a uh, Porter Jr. would be a pretty good starting lineup. Yeah, I know. I, I, no, I, I heard the triple double, Aaron Gordon. I was like, what? So I, I mean, well, obviously it was like that stretch, not the season, because I mean, you know, he had like fourteen, six boards, and and four assists in the season. So I mean, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. this is an opportunity, but also. Let's not undervalue, you know, JaVale McGee coming off the bench for these guys. We saw what he did for the Lakers. Um, can provide a yeah. def- defensive interior presence for these guys in the second unit, which Jokic doesn't bring, but he brings so many other things. So I think, like, it really helps this team in terms of, like, challenging for, you know, the teams in the Western Conference. Yeah, and, I, and that's funny because I think if we all went into this season, um, li- most of most NBA fans were probably like, oh, intrigued by Denver and what they were going to do. I don't think anyone saw that Utah coming together like this. Um, and the fact that Utah basically said, you know, we're going to, I mean, the only thing they added was, uh, was Matt Thomas for a second rounder for, you know, so again, uh, it's a deep bench piece that if they needed another guy who can come in and hit threes, which is what they do, then they've got it. But I don't think anyone saw Utah becoming in this team. I think everyone thought the Denver was going to be good. And we thought the two LA teams were going to be good, but there's a crowd now in the Western conference of like five, six, you know, cause my, you know, my pick earlier this year to go on a run was Dallas, and I really like Dallas, and they're coming on. Like, they're really starting to come come together, and they added a deep, uh, uh, like, a bench shooter in, in Redick. I don't know, guys. What do you think of the Western Conference? Do you think it's – it's because uh, I think most of us thought the Lakers, you know, everything runs through the Lakers, and it may still, but I don't know. I think there's more com- competition in the West. Let's go Dwayne first, then Brandon, and then we'll, Harrison will come back. And West West is always competition with it for sure, and there's a lot of a lot of challenging teams. And it's pretty competitive. Um, I really thought last year um, when Bogdanovich went out for Utah before the bubble, I thought that was a really big blow. And I think now we're seeing how this team is playing together, and they're really good. I just don't think I'm going to see them in the Western. I don't think they're not going to come out of the Western Conference. In my eyes, I think they're well coached, they're deep, they're balanced. But I don't know something about them that I don't believe in them. Um, so while they're having a great run right now, I don't see them beating out a team like the, the Lakers or even the Clippers. Maybe the Clippers. Clippers aren't that great. <laughs> but um, in a seven-game series, well, well, you bring up the Clippers, and, and I, I'm, I'm uh, Brandon. I'm going to let you jump in, but I, you bring up the Clippers, and they pick up Rondo for Lou Will. So the winner of that trade is clearly Madison, <laughs> right? Like we're all the, all the lemon pepper wings, baby. The lemon pepper wings. The, the the real the real the real winners of the trade deadline are the uh, are the employees who work at Magic City because Lou will live in, you know being being based out of there. Well, yeah. you're right, but I think, and I mean, I know you're just being you're making jokes, <laughs> but um, we all saw the strength of playoff Rondo. We all know how good he could be in playoffs. And I yeah. think he's really going to help that team. 
because we've seen that they've lacked the, the fortitude in the playoffs. And last time I was going to touch on Dallas. Well, I love JJ Redick, and I think, you know, we've, yep. you know, the, the, his ability to transform himself to being just a shooter in college to a guy who can stay on the floor and play three and not get exposed defensively um, is a testament to why he's still in the game right now and also has a great podcast, second best podcast after 3 and D. But, um, but um, yeah, I don't, I have a lot of question marks about Dallas. I really thought that KP and Doncic were like were like the move, but I just don't feel that they've got enough. But I'll... no, I don't think they have enough yet. I think Doncic is. I mean, Doncic has been playing out of his mind the last month. Um, um, but I agree. I don't think I don't think everything is working perfectly. I think I think they're probably another like one piece away, and it's not the JJ Redick piece. They're another big piece away. I mean, whenever you hear the the rumors that like KP was, you know, that they're open to it. They're not against it, but they're they're open to it. Um, to a move of them that tells you that there's, you know, they see the same thing that we that I think we're all seeing. Brandon, uh, your thoughts on the Western? Yeah, so obviously the West is always going to be strong, right? Um, Utah right now, Utah's killing it, which I don't think you know. I predicted. I don't think any of us really did, but you know, with LA losing. Um, LeBron for a little bit, uh, and AD for a little while. Like the, that, that whole roster is constructed around those two guys. So when either one of them goes down, they're going to go on a skid, like we just saw, right? Like I think they had like a few games they dropped in a row. Um, you know what I mean? But with Kawhi and, and LA, like I agree with Dwayne, like Rondo is a good fit for that team. They needed like a a good floor general, a guy that can calm calm down during a, like a, a tight possession or something. And Rondo's that guy. Like we saw again, yes, playoff Rondo is a thing. And th- it's just crazy now with the way it's the conferences are so top heavy. Like again, I thought um, the the uh, the Mavs were going to be a lot better than they were, but when you have Tim Hardaway, you know, shooting. Tim Hardaway Jr. shooting like thirty percent, you know, a night. That's you're not going to get to where you want to be. So, and Lucas had no. a few bad games too, and he sat out a couple actually because of his back. Yeah, no, he, he absolutely. And then, then their start didn't. I mean, it was a little bit like here the, the start for the for the Raps. They didn't have a great start to the season, and then they had to sort of dig their way out of it. It wasn't quite as, as severe. No, Harrison, any thoughts on the West? Yeah, like the West is always going to be hella, like really competitive. Um, it's a lot more even from one to six basically in the West than it is in the East. East is a lot more top heavy, but I think jazz is like what the Raptors were uh, a few years ago before Kawhi came over. They're a really good regular season team, really well coached, two great uh, all-stars, but um, they haven't really proven anything in the playoffs. So I still think they're like a first round or second round, even though they're, they're still a top, like a top uh, top team in the NBA right now because they haven't shown anything. And I, 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 I like the Suns better than, the jazz to be honest even like nuggets and stuff even wow um, yeah because i don't know jazz don't they seem a little soft and they always crumble in the playoffs that is not a That's hot take opinion. at all <laughs> I, I feel like that yeah yeah i'm putting money on suns over jazz for sure any day you yeah, know what no. i can't believe i even uh, like i have no notes on this so like i'm just going off whatever but like on my fantasy team, I have Chris Paul and DeAndre Aiden. And like those guys have been putting up stellar numbers. Like it's insane. The sun is real. Well, I, I, I floated the can I floated it, you know, like maybe a month ago that I think Chris Paul 
is not getting enough credit or enough talk about. So the the idea of the MVP, right? Is, is he most valuable player to his team or is he the most valuable, like, i.e. like... Uh, you already know the answer to this player. question. Because I think LeBron... No, it's not. It's, MVP that? is What's not the, the true spirit of the word. It's like, right? So that's so. so they have to, you have to. That's a caveat, right? Be, yeah, because because Embiid, Giannis, LeBron, they are fantastic, and those are the big three names you're throwing around. But like, I, I actually think Chris Paul is, you know, very similar. You know, has has turned that team around. Like, I agree with Dwayne, you. You and I. You and I talked about this in the pre in the in the yeah, in the season preview show, and I was I was I was big on. I thought I thought on, you were talking on, crazy, on but you are indeed right. I will eat my words. No, no, no. no I know, but I'm I'm definitely giving credit for credit to you. What one one name you didn't mention? Would you like some? You want some sorry? lemon pepper sauce to go with it? You want some lemon pepper <laughs> sauce to go with those words? Listen, one <laughs> name you didn't mention when you mentioned MVPs was James Hart, James Harden, and I'm just curious. I'm not trying to That's take over your chair, not. Dave, but I'm just curious what people think about Harden as an MVP candidate. Yeah. Uh, Harrison, why don't you weigh in on that? Honestly, I feel like Harden does deserve uh, like nomination and like recognition for his year that he's having. But like you guys said, the, what the Nets have is just a ton of talent. It's it's going to be easy for him to nav- navigate. If I was to pick an MVP season for this season, I would go with Chris Paul. Like He's having a season almost as where Nash had that season where he took the MVP from Shaq, right? Where he's just doing everything well and their team is just overperforming, overachieving. He's sort of having that kind of season. Maybe he's going to soil uh, LeBron's year this year for MVP. Brando. Yeah, you know, like the, the whole Harden case for it's a lot easier to, you know, put up big numbers when you have that sort that caliber of talent around you. Um, you know, Chris Paul's had a few games where he's had 14 assists at the half. You know what I mean? So if it's all about numbers, right, yeah. then Chris Paul won't sniff at an MVP. But, you know, I feel it's a little bit more politicized than than just what they do for the team. You know what I mean? Because if so, like, look, Chris Paul is, is the MVP. Like, if you're talking about guys that turn the team around and lead them to, to a victory – it's going to be Chris Paul, in my opinion. Dwayne, you have thoughts on? I'm assuming you brought it up, so you have thoughts on this too. Do you think James Harden is? In, in is, my eyes, is he is, and and obviously we know the the team he plays with, but we also know that Kyrie and KD haven't been around a lot, you know, and yeah, he's that's still true. posting up big numbers. He's still getting wins with the supporting cast, and I mean, you know, and he's still doing numbers in Houston, which is like whatever. But I mean, I think that. You know, if, if Kyrie and Katie and Harden were playing a bunch of games, you, he shouldn't be in the conversation because it's too balanced. But he's he's the Iron Man of that team. He's the one who's always there game in and game out and, and putting up points and playing minutes and leading one of the best teams in the league. And I, I, I don't downplay Chris Paul's contribution, but in terms of, like, how they vote on it, and I'm using air quotes, um, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have what it has, yeah. but yeah. he's changed the culture and vibe and energy of that whole Suns organization. And has them, and as well as Monty Williams, and has them like you know doing something different right now. Yeah, you can't, you can't. You're right, and then and uh, and I think I think the the Monty Williams point is well made because I think Monty Williams was one is one of those coaches and was for a long time. Um, like people kind of forget, like when he when he his first go around when he was with um, 
the Hornets Pelicans franchise, right? He was he was a steadying force there. It just didn't work out, you know. Things just didn't it didn't work out um, as that sometimes it happens. But he's a really good coach, and I think he's a really good um, coach for developing younger talent. Um, and then you add the you know the the Chris Paul masterclass um, element. Like seriously, like he's going to start charging you know whatever what is it one ninety nine uh for the uh for the video masterclass series because his it's amazing everywhere he goes chris paul elevates the, t- the talent around him so yeah i mean you're probably right he's probably not going to get uh close to the to the mvp votes that he maybe should um i do think um that with lebron being hurt now it opens the window for a bit more people to have in, in the conversation because i think it was coming down personally i thought that, that it was looking like it was going to come down to between him or uh, LeBron and Embiid, no, no love, no love for Jokic. All right, any thoughts? Yeah. Uh, here's the thing: is I do think Jokic is getting is getting a lot of it, and but there's an East. I mean, let's be honest. There's if we want to, you know, dial oh, in on this, on. A, there's an East Coast bias, right? There is guys. <laughs> no, there is the guys. You don't think that the guys, the the pro basketball writers who vote for this, are you know more going to lean towards guys that they see more often, and you see more, you just see more of Embiid. Right, guys in the middle who have those nine o'clock starts as opposed to the seven o'clock Eastern or seven thirty and the ten ten thirty starts. Yeah, of course, I think they'll watch it, and I don't think that Jokic won't get votes, but I don't think he's going to be the LeBron or Embiid. But, but your East Coast so, argument doesn't hold weight because if LeBron was healthy, well, I mean he plays with AD, but I mean, I, I don't, I don't buy the East Coast conspiracy argument. I think, I think that you know. You don't think the guys watch the game at seven thirty for their local team, and then watch the ten thirty game? And so when Denver starts at, I nine, agree with you, but I think these writers are savvy enough to know well, what. Just like we can talk about what players in different conferences do, they know enough to know like what guys can do. I mean, Brandon, hey, listen, I want someone else to chime in because this, I don't. I don't... <laughs> yeah, yeah, because because I can go, I can go I, all day on this. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I don't think, I think we're so. getting East into um, you know, like Raptors uh, referee conspiracy <laughs> here, like. I don't, I don't like Dave. I see where you're coming from. I get it, like a hundred percent. But like, you know, with a guy like LeBron, he'll always have news. Like, if you watch American ESPN, it's LeBron, 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 all the time, twenty four seven. Of course, they're talking about his hairline on the weekends. You know what I'm saying? When he doesn't have like, he doesn't have uh, a game. They're talking about what he's drank, like the wine he he drank with Taco Tuesday. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's very heavily skewed towards LBJ in the states, so sure you know the okay. The, so you don't so you, so you just think that like okay all right Harrison last thought on this and then we'll move on <laughs> out of the tinfoil hat conspiracy area apparently that I that I'm joining. No, I think I think it's a it's a big market versus a smaller market thing, right? Like cities like New York, LA, um, Miami, all these cities are going to get more coverage on their star players. While secondary markets like Canada or even like a Denver, they they usually like uh, they don't get that as much buzz or like people critiquing them or watching them. So on a surface level, yeah, people are gonna say, yeah, Jokic could be should be in the MVP race. But if you're looking at the finer details, they don't, there's not a lot of people look watching Denver's game in uh, night in and night out. And yeah, that's why there's more of a skew towards these bigger market artists uh, stars. Okay, see, 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 that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All right, let's move on. Um, we didn't really talk too much about the Eastern Conference, so if anyone has any Eastern Conference, but I really wanted to move into the idea of the, the moves that, you know, 
that didn't get made that we all throw out. And obviously the big one around here is, is Kyle Lowry. But there's a bunch of deals. For example, Vucevic goes to Chicago, which I don't think anyone saw that coming. Um, I think they, I think quite frankly, Chicago is giving away a little too much to get to the sixth spot, but good for you. If that's what you need to do. Um, I don't, and I've said this to, I think I emailed, well, I know I emailed you Dwayne about it because <laughs> I immediately went like, wait, what? There's no defense on that team. I don't get it. Um, but I just, I, that was, Vucevic was rumored to go for a long time to the Celtics. And I think that would have been the move that the Celtics could have used. I mean, they could have used Fournier and Vucevic, but really Vucevic is more of a need than, than Evan Fournier. You don't need another, uh, another wing. You need a big man who can score. Um, so yeah. So anybody have thoughts about that? We'll start with the uh, Brandon. We'll go with you. And then uh, yeah, Vucevic, we'll if he went to the Celtics, that would have been the thing that moved them up. You know what I mean? Um, I just don't know if things fell apart there because we did hear some rumors um, earlier in the week, I believe. Um, but you know, I, I just I just don't see any what 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 is Chicago going to do with Vucevic? You know what I mean? Like you're you're diminishing Laurie Markkinen's role a little bit, who he was supposed to be traded as well, but that didn't happen. So like, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering like what the packages were for Vucevic. What do you guys think? I I, I like it actually. Um, I don't know, maybe because I'm not really a Bulls fan. I just want like if if I was a, <laughs> if I was a Bulls fan, um, I would like to see what Zach Levine has in his tank, right? Like he hasn't been through the fire before. He hasn't been in the playoffs before. So it's about time that like, these younger players sort of get playoff tested. So I props to them to go for the run. I, it could be a move that the GM did because he needed to do something. Um, but I like it. I, I like how uh, they have they kept their young core. Kobe White is interesting alongside with like Levine pick and roll with uh, which is, is going to be fun. Yeah, I'm, I guess. But again, there's just uh, on on one half of the court, it's going to be great. On the other half of the court, yeah, I mean, I the Bulls need to make a step. I mean, yeah. they were trash prior to this, so it's, it's glad they're they're starting to make moves. Um, but my surprise was um, the Pacers. Like, I was surprised when there was rumors of Sabonis and Brogdon being available in the market for trades because I thought these are the two best guys. And I read, and I read some stuff that, um, yeah, I don't get that. They were, you know, the team has stopped, started tuning out, um, former Raptors assistant, uh, Bjork, Nate Bjorkin. So, um, and of course, also this team, is- yeah, what was, what was going on there? Like, they were they turning on Nate or something? Uh, allegedly, I read that they were turning, you know, that they were tuning, yes. Out. And I think the pace is a team on paper, and especially with Levert back, should be like way better than they're doing right now. So I was surprised they didn't make a move. And then my Absolutely. minor sub one uh, A surprise is all the demand and hype for Andre Drummond. Like this is a guy you can't play at the end of a game, but everyone is acting like he's the piece. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think in the right situation, he becomes a piece. Like like he 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 and Gasol on the Lakers team look like, you know, and with, with Trez kind of part of that as well, you've got a three-headed monster that you can keep AD at the four, right? I think that's what their, the, the thought is. I don't think, I don't think Drummond as a, uh, and again, it's on not, not Dwight Drummond's CBC's phone. As I stepped in that one and last, uh, <laughs> last time we talked about Andre Drummond. Um, he, yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I don't, I don't get the hype around him either. And he's certainly not a 28 million. So like, good luck to you, you know, hopes you saved your money because you ain't getting that kind of contract again. I think, um, 
Do you guys think that's yeah, sort of like no, no. reactionary to all these like special talents and big men like NB, Jokic? Because I, I think that's what it is. Everyone knows that in the playoffs, how are you gonna match up against guys like NB, Jokic, or even an Anthony Davis, right? Like these sort of um quick footed big men, mobile big men that are sort of taking over the league right now. Andre Drummond. But does Drummond do that? Uh, I don't That's think he does, but but at least he's a brute, he's a body in the middle that you can bang around. I, I agree with you guys for sure, but I think it's just the reaction of, okay, look at the playoff prospects. Like, how are we going to match up with these bigger guys down low, especially with the playoffs where you're sort of slowing down the let game. Me, let me paint a picture for you guys. Set. We're at our school dance, oh. right? Last yeah. song of the night, slow dance is on. Uh-huh. You're looking around. You know, most of the hot <laughs> girls are taken. There's a girl. She's not that bad. That's Andre Drummond. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! No, she's not that bad. Right? It's like I gotta dance. I may as well dance with her. I I sort of I really yeah, I hope sure that Andre Drummond. That is, that is Dwayne Watson. Oh, sorry, Harrison. I want to make sure that I got to put this disclaimer for all of the fan people listening. Again, his name is Dwayne Watson, and the not so hot girls, Dwayne. Watson. Go ahead. Go ahead, Harrison. Sorry? No, that's all I had. That was my two cents for that. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got to be honest with you. I I, I was uh, – I'm surprised. Uh, I, I went off last week about my – or and two – and for my – I've been going off for a while about this. I don't love the buyout market situation. If you're in your last year of your contract, fine, cool, whatever. Couldn't find a trade, we'll buy you out. I, um, but this rush of, like, uh, I don't like this situation – um, like Blake Griffin hadn't dunked in a year, goes back. Now it was the only two points he had in his first game, but he went out and he's, and he's, and he's dunking and he's smiling. And he's doing something like, I don't, you know, shades of, of, of you know what? Uh, that's, Vince that's Carter the exact when, parallel that I drew as well. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done dunking. Right? It's so over, you know, it goes to the nets and like starts like post goes to the nets and posterizes Alonzo morning. Like, okay. So, so what did you, did you call it in? Did you phone it in when you were still on the Raptors? Like, that's yeah, and so again, and I, you know, I know the Vince, the Vince legacy is 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 real, and we have you know big um, big love for for Vince, especially now that you know the stories have come around. But at the time, I just I'm like, man, this doesn't feel right. So I was surprised by that. the biggest surprise for me. And again, I want to get you guys in this was the biggest surprise of all in that Lowry didn't move because besides the fact that the 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 broadcast was basically <laughs> a giant send send off and then you know he 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 gets drake to you know to, to facetime you know i don't know if he they set up or whatever but drake facetimes him and does the like i love you man you're the greatest you know the i'm going to retire raptor don't worry about it like everything was primed to go and nothing happened and so now it's kind of it's kind of like you know to use uh you know Dwayne's uh Dwayne's thing, you're like, okay, cool, great. That's so nice to meet you. That's great. Thanks. Oh, oh, you're going this way too. <laughs> okay, I guess we'll just walk together awkwardly. You know what I mean? Like, I just felt like it was done. So, I don't know. Let's go Dwayne, Harrison, Brandon in the, in that order. Dwayne, your your thoughts yeah, on the Kyle I mean, Lowry nonsense? I fully thought Kyle was going to be gone because we all know, I'm pretty sure that we all don't expect him to be, be back as a Raptor next season uh, with a shiny new contract. But, um, the way I look at it in terms of like the fallout is that while they could have traded Kyle and got anything for him, um, the reputation of Messiah Jury and Bobby Webster was more important than that. Um, because I think that they felt that if they traded for less, 
other teams would feel that they can get it over on the Raptors. And they were willing to like not let that happen. And also, I guess the thing is, did we really need to trade Kyle? I mean, sure, we could have got assets, but you know, I think Dave, we talked about this a while ago where it's like, are you gonna get something that's gonna move the needle? So that's my two cents. Yeah. And and to that point, the the rumor, the the Philly rumor Bible. was Maxi. Um th- yeah, they well Thibel was the guy that apparently they didn't want to give up, but we we really wanted. But what are we really talking about with with Thibel? And you know, and you guys can weigh in on this too, uh, Brandon and Harrison. But like, I, you look at Matthew Thibel; he's the guy doesn't score. He's he's a defensive. He's a decent defensive player, and maybe okay if you give him a slightly expanded role, maybe he'd go. But again, what like what are we talking about? And Tyrese Maxey's interesting, and maybe he turns into something. I mean, it's a lottery ticket, so you you know, young players are. But I don't. I, the, and then the rumor deal from out of Miami. Olinick, uh, Robinson. Who I'm trying to remember who the other was, but Olinick was the what was that? No, we they apparently weren't even offering Robinson. They were offering. I heard they were offering Robinson, but we wanted a hero. <laughs> so yeah, we we wanted the premium package, yeah, hero we and uh, we I thought it was hero and Achua. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. There's no way Pat Riley was going to get onto that, right? Right, Harrison? Yeah, I definitely think like Masai met just met his match between Maury and uh, Riley, and I think that's what happened. Um, I'm I'm happy that nothing happened, considering what was on the table, because you really want some young talent and picks back if you want to get rid of Larry right now. But it's only on the fact that we could sign and trade him right now. If, if he walks for nothing, then I would say it's sort of a I don't know. I think it would be a failing grade for the trade deadline if. Lowry ends up walking for nothing, in my opinion. But uh, okay. yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the buyout market holds because from day one, I've been saying we need rebounding, and we didn't even get a rebounder or a center for for I don't know. We could have picked up some bench scrub for Matt Thomas or Terrence Davis. I don't know what's another second round draft pick going to do for us, really. It's just a future asset. Yeah. yeah. Another deal. It, that 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 pick, the likelihood that that pick uh, or the one that they picked up for Terrence Davis ever sees the light of day in Toronto is yeah. Low. So that's that's what I'm saying exactly. Like I don't know, we don't really need more assets, uh, future assets. We I, we could look at some stuff that could some players that we could help build up within our system and just work from there. But yeah, that's what well. We're uh, and uh, this is you know this is you know for you, Dwayne. But does this finally open the door? For you know, if Kyle Lowry does leave in the offseason, does it finally open the door for Nando to call to come <laughs> over? Because we keep we keep. Oh my right. god! Is it, are we just bringing? Is it? Is I'm it, not going to find out an answer, but Nicola you did make a comment about second draft, second round draft picks not to win a day, um, not to like you know stroke off Raptors management, but we know that this team has been able to like find diamonds in the rough, like Fred VanVleet undrafted, you know, taking Chris Boucher, you know, and turning him into something. So um, don't I don't I think with this team. The nine to five development system been really good. We've had an eye for finding things, so I just don't, I don't diminish second round picks with this with this franchise. I de- I diminish future unset unset future. I'm I'm diminishing in the fact that like it's Utah, so that it's going to be like a late late second round pick, and I'm just playing the odds. Like you're right, Toronto has a better track record than most. But what are the what are the odds of the 59th? Where where was Fred drafted? drafted where was Fred player, drafted? 59th pick. Okay. Yeah, but the, I mean, okay. So, how many guys are go undrafted? Lugans Dort and sign contracts. Lugans Dort. It's more Lugans than Dort. 
I know. And, I'm, just, I'm just saying this. You never know. That's all. And, and plus, we, we, we're, we're de- I yeah. You know what? I love your I love your optimism. I love your optimism. <laughs> you who doesn't see this. <laughs> Brandon, you want to weigh in on So, you know what? I thought it was a uh, a done deal with Miami when, you know, we freed up uh, a couple of Ross spots with uh, Matty Ice and Terrence Davis. I thought that something was going down, right? And then, you know, 245 so, yeah. came, 250 came, 3 o'clock. I'm done work at 3, so I'm in the car at 3. So I'm heading home. I'm listening to uh, Jeff Blair on the Fan 590 there. And he... <laughs> Oh, no free plug. You know, no he's, he's my guy. He's my guy. <laughs> so we were going to – I was on the way home, and I hear that uh, everyone was fooled by that fake watch bomb, you know, that Lowry and Watanabe were traded for Kyle Kuzma. Did you guys hear about that? Actually, that was a sweet Yo, the amount of expletives that came out of my mouth in the next three minutes <laughs> after that, and then they found out it was a fake watch account. I'm like, yo, what is wrong with you guys? But you know what? I think the Raptors are just going to – the season out, I, I'd be surprised if we make the playoffs at this point. But um, I don't know. Like, we'll see where it goes with Lowry. Yeah, there was a lot of love afterwards of being like, "Well, maybe, maybe we can turn it around. Maybe we can uh, get into the playing tournament." And then you never know. And then you never know. I don't know. I I don't. As constructed, I don't necessarily. Know. There is one rumor, and I'll just get you guys to all weighed on this before we jump to the the last thing, which is some future prognostications here. Um, Grange, Michael Grange, on uh, on the broadcast on the uh, on Friday was saying that uh, there's a there there's been some early talks with Houston between him and uh, between Kelly Olynyk and Houston about a buyout there, and maybe Kelly Olynyk joining. Uh, the buyout market, and that the Raptors would have interest in picking up Olenek on a you know balance of the year deal as a as a, basically an extended tryout. Just uh, thoughts on Kelly Olenek, Harrison? Yeah, I, I I like him. It would be nice to have another Canadian on on block, but it depends on how long we could keep him around for. He definitely well, be around for the rest of the season, then hit 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 free agency. Oh, okay, so well, I guess it would be decent for for the playoff runs and stuff. I was hoping for some guy like Gorgie Dang, but apparently he might be going to the. Spurs I like right Kelly, now. but I mean, if if All it's right, a matter Dwayne? of him like riding out a team for the rest of the season, like is he going to come to Toronto? Like after everything you said about Toronto and us maybe oh. making the plan, like wouldn't he want to go to a team that has you know playoff aspirations that could go deep where they could use a guy like him, even like a team like the Boston Celtics he was on, so. Um, yeah. I like him for the Raptors. I just feel like he's probably got better options yeah. for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. And I think, I think Kelly is at the point in his career where just, just getting on a team to get some minutes is fine. But I think if he, if he really wants to do something, he's going to try and go to a real, I would say more, more yep. likely contender. Right. So yeah, that's where I'm seeing. Okay. Let's talk about the future. Let's talk going forward. Let's let's. Uh, Raptors are eleventh, and, and uh, they just they're about two two games behind. I think um, the the ten spot. The the thing about the East is the East. Like if you go between four, basically four or five, and eleventh, there's like what four games, five games. But it's the amount of volume of teams that are, that you have to get over. Um, do the Raptors have? any shot at that playing tournament and if they do do they have any real shot at like getting hot and going and doing anything uh let's go um i don't think that we'll we may be in the playoff tournament play in tournament um but it really depends on 
you know, if Nurse can get his rotations going, because like we have, we've seen a lot of different guys throughout the season. Um, I just, I just don't really have any expectations anymore with the Raptors. Um, even if we do get in and we get in through the playoff playing tournament, and we're in the first round, I think it'll be a first round exit this year, even with Lowry still here, because we just lack that inside presence. Like Baines, God bless his soul, he's he's not doing it for us. No, he's not. And it doesn't look like there's anything um, like that. Since he, I kept holding out hope that he was going to turn it around, but I don't know. Uh, um, Dwayne, yeah, Baines is really disappointing. Raptors? I thought we are going to get at least like what we've seen from the last two years, but he hasn't arrived. Um, anything's possible, especially in the season where, you know, there's, you know, uh, health and safety protocols where player, teams can be without players and the Raptors can find themselves in a situation where they're in the play-in, but even if they make it, they're out in the first round. So, I mean, like, to me, it's like, you know, we know this is – the franchise is making a turn and we're retooling right now. So, that's my that's my prospect on the season. Yeah, I think this year was always kind of like a punt. They were always kind of kind of punt on this year, right? Because they were just – they were trying to re- wait, save that powder, and then try and load up and, with Giannis, right? Like Enjoy Kyle's last know. dance. It's, it's disappointing to see, though. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Well, I guess the guys over at Open Gym are probably you know, <laughs> looking for their ten part series on. Uh, I would it be? Nah, it would be on on like one of the sports or TSN, right? Or or would it actually? You know, would they would they be able to sell it to? I don't know an upstart. I don't know. Uh, Harrison, any thoughts Raptor wise? <laughs> Tank for Cade. That's what I'm saying. I, I agree with you guys. Like I, the max with this team, like I, I, I won't doubt that the Raptors, being how strong, how well they're coached, and how much uh, championship pedigree that we have, will definitely make the playoffs and stuff. But I'd rather just tank the whole way and like not even just get a first round exit. Like they're sitting um, after the loss to Phoenix, I think they have the sixth or seventh worst record. Trying um, to start Baines. <laughs> we want we want Baines. Jalen Harris is going to start getting forty, you know, thirty eight minutes a night. Uh, I mean, nothing, no disrespect to Jalen Harris, but you know, you're, you're not there yet, my friend. You're not there yet. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, you might have an interesting point. Let's let's bat that one around quickly. Uh, do you go? Not I. I don't think you can ever tank. I don't think you should ever do that. I don't think that's that's not how you. And certainly not this Raptors team culture. That's not. But do you start to maybe see Kyle play – Kyle, Fred, um, even Pascal play a little bit less in terms of – and they start seeing what you got in guys like Malachi Flynn, uh, in uh, Gary Trent Jr., uh, even Rodney Hood, who's basically auditioning to see if his contract gets picked up. Uh, First of all, your thoughts? remember and the whole big Brandon free Malachi Harris. movement that was happening to be in the season? How, how's that go? How's that go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he looked, he looked okay. No, agree. He fooled us all with that, you know, those three bombs <laughs> yeah. in the preseason, man. No, I mean, yeah, he doesn't look bad, but he definitely <laughs> needs to develop a bit for sure. Um, I don't think, as long as you have Kyle Lowry to your team, it's impossible to tank because he always gets whatever he's on the floor. And I think, yeah. you know, I think with it being his last season, it's kind <laughs> of like, it would be kind of a little weird to like minimize his minutes. He always wants to be out there. And I think like with Fred and Pascal, they're not old or battered down that you really need to rest them. So um, 
I don't know. I don't know if a, a tank can happen in that sense. I think Gary Trent's a guy you're going to want to keep around. I mean, he's five years younger than Norm. Um, he hasn't looked great so far, but we've all seen stuff that he can do. I think he could be nice to this team. And um, yeah, you see what you get from Rodney Hood. I don't think he's really recovered fully since his injury. Um, and I guess, you know, what, like what wow. the young guys can do. What can Malachi do? Um, what can Utah do? Can we get him back to what we saw early in the season with him to kind of see what we have there? I think the thing with Utah, with, with Watanabe, and um, Brandon, you can jump in on this uh, in a second, but um, I think Watanabe, the problem is, uh, I, it's the same problem, I think, with with um, with Matt Thomas, although Matt Thomas is just more inconsistent in what you were getting from I think that there was a bit of a short leash with those guys because the expectation is, hey, we got to turn this around, we got to turn this around, we got to turn this around. But if you're at this point now where we are in the season and you realize that you're not really competing for fourth or fifth or probably even sixth, like your 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 best outcome is likely the play-in tournament. Do you does does Nick Nurse and his staff kind of pivot and say, okay, we're going to give, we're going to see what we got in Utah, like let them get out there and get get us, you know eight to 10 to 12 minutes a night just to see what we got. Nope. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. Like, you know, I think, I don't know how that will work with Lowry still being here, Like, he'll just have to accept it. Right. But, you know, give guys like uh, Malachi Flynn, uh, Watanabe, them type of guys some run because what I, I, I'm pretty high on Yuto, Yuto Watanabe because he, I like the way he plays. He takes care of the ball. He plays pretty good D. You know what I mean? Just need some time to develop. You need in-game reps to develop these guys, right? Like they had, they had no games yeah. in the G League. I think Malachi Flint has like four or five games of the G League on all the teams. And like that's what helps guys like Siakam, Powell, Van Fleet, Boucher. That's what that's what they all went through. They had that that time with the G League and those in-game reps to prepare themselves for the NBA. But you know what? We're just we we bought the house in 2019. We're paying the mortgage right now, right? So. I'm not mad. I'm yeah, mad. that's fair. Harrison, any thoughts on the Raptors? No, I agree. Just play, give more minutes to the younger guys. Maybe you run the offense more through OG and Pascal just to run some plays to see how they do, right? And just start developing their uh, offensive game. Because I don't know, I like to see OG to have the ball a little bit more often. It's nice to see him sort of uh, dribble, penetrate, and drag, crash down the middle. One, day, once one, in a while. one quick, one quick yeah, point. No, one, one person who okay. I actually, I am probably uh, know. All of us will probably yeah, see yeah, more of yeah, a good right. chance to develop a shot is Paul Watson, who I feel like when he's on the floor, he looks good. I think he just needs more opportunity. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I think I think he's the I mean, we were high on him in the in the in the preseason and he kind of got lost in the shuffle. Well, um, he definitely has the physical yeah. tools. But yeah, I agree. I think his, his athleticism no, is no relation, by the way. No relation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No relation. No, no, no. Again, no, no, no free plugs, guys. No free plugs. Okay. Um, quickly, what's the team you're looking forward to seeing down the stretch? What team are you going to be watching to see down the stretch and see what they do? Uh, Harrison? Uh, for me, aside from the, the usual guys, I'd, I'd say Phoenix. I really like what Chris Paul always does in the playoffs. I'm a big fan of Devin Booker and Greg. Uh, interested to see what how far they can go. Okay, Phoenix. I, I, I too want to see Phoenix and see what they can do. I want to see Chris Paul take take these guys deep, or at least take them, you know, to places that they haven't been before. Um, I want to see Devin Booker succeed. He hasn't been playing all that well this year, but 
maybe he can turn it around still or get himself going a little bit. But yeah, let's see. Let's see what happens. Uh, I'm gonna say Brooklyn, and, and you're uh, like, what? Dwayne? But I want to see how they all make how they make it work. I mean, there's yeah. only one ball. There's tons of scores. They're not gonna play any defense. It's gonna be offense after offense of, of of you know incredible offensive players going at it. Um, I think it's gonna be fun. I mean, I'm not saying it's gonna be. It might implode, but I think it's gonna be fun to watch. All right. Okay, I mean, uh, you guys all picked uh, Phoenix, and I'm I'm telling you, um, it's uh, 1996 all over again for me, and I'm going go Knicks, bring it on, uh, the return of the New York Knickerbockers, yeah. and this season, uh, we're making the play. The New York Knicks are making the playoffs. Uh, Julius Randle is going to. I mean, we talked about MVP. Obviously, it's Julius Randle. Um, if you listen to the, <laughs> if you read the New York Post, uh, Julius Randle is the is the second coming, and RJ is going to go. Is he going to become the left-handed assassin? And you're going to see making the playoffs. Go low like bar. The Ooh, you made the playoffs. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, hey. When you're the New York Knicks and you're, a, you know, like I'm a Raptors guy. I live here. I've I've been a fan, you know, ever since you know they've started. But my first love was always the New York Knicks. Shout out to John Starks and uh, and that team. But. Um, <laughs> It's just nice to see the Knicks back in the playoffs. I think the league is better, and in all seriousness, I think the league is better when you see those 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 heritage, vintage, you know, classic franchises do well. When the Celtics and the Lakers and the Knicks and the Bulls do well, you know what? I would I would tend to agree with you, Dave. But I I stand I can't stand going like I can't. I can't. (laughs) No one no one no one wants. Listen, I don't want Dolan to get anything. I, you know, I don't. But it's going to inflate his ego even more, you know. man. So you mean so if the original franchise? <laughs> <they> do well. <laughs> uh, if I the original franchises down, are doing well, I would almost think like, that's a conspiracy. If you, people want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. And on that note, Dwayne drops the mic and walks out. <laughs> on that note, you know, uh, guys, this was a lot of fun. Uh, let's do another one of these roundtables soon. Maybe um, right before we'll do we'll do around playoff time, and we'll do another uh, we'll do another chat where we can all pick and well, you'll all see you'll all be on the Licks bandwagon by that time. Yeah, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. Brandon, all right, brother. Great to chat. Thanks so much, Harrison. Enjoy uh, enjoy the the, the Hamilton life. <laughs> Thanks for having thank me. You, thank you. And Dwayne, as always, nice to chat with you, my friend. All right, guys, that is it. See ya. We'll talk to you again soon. Well, that's the show this week. Thanks so much for listening. My big thanks go to the roundtable, the run TMC of this particular crew. Um, you can figure out which one's which. And like I said uh, before to someone else, uh, that, that makes me the Chris Gatling of that particular crew right there. Uh, if you like the show, please like, follow, share, subscribe, do whatever you got to do. Spotify is a great spot for that. Hit me up on Instagram at dlevitt, D-L-E-A-V-I-T-T. And uh, follow, you know, Dwayne Watson, Brandon, uh, eighty-eight, all those guys. You can find them on Instagram as well. Next week we are back with a brand new show. So until then, please stay home, stay safe, and we'll talk to you again in seven days. 